Hello, Mzanzi. Welcome to episode 327 of the Farmers Inside Track podcast. My name is Duncan Masiwa, and I'm your host for this episode, powered by Agri Enterprises. How wonderful it is to be back with you, and this time talk about women development in agriculture. Now, it's been an amazing year for Agri Enterprises and their Women in Farming Development Program in partnership with Momentum Metropolitan. Now, these two organizations are passionate about agricultural development in Mzanzi. And here to give us somewhat of a progress report, we're joined by Nkosanati Mathangu, Momentum Metropolitan Youth Employment Portfolio Head. Now, he delves into the impact of this empowering initiative and the transformative journey these group of women have been on. Kusanati, welcome back to Farmers Inside Track. Thank you so much, Duncan, and greetings to all the listeners. Maybe start by giving us a brief overview of the farming project in KZN for our listeners who might not be familiar with the project. We're very excited to be part of this uh, wonderful initiative as Momentum Metropolitan, which is the Women in Farming, where we have uh, started the journey of working with uh, 60 farmers, farming business owners, where we are taking them through a process of capacity building, helping them grow their businesses, go through mentorship, and most importantly, break into those difficult to access markets where they could see their businesses grow and could potentially be the next job creators within their communities. It was definitely inspiring to hear the story of Nokukanya also joined us in a previous episode and she was sharing testament to how this program has definitely leveled her up as a farmer. Now, as we approach the end of the year, could you share some insights into the progress and achievements of the Women in Farming Project since our last episode? It's been an exciting journey with lots of learnings along the way and some of the milestones being reached uh, where we have some small and big victories, I must say. We learned as well along the way as the executing partners and also within the ecosystem. It was good to see the individual growth of the business women or the farmers as we refer to them, to see them grow from strength to strength. The resilience that they keep on bringing to the program as you know, starting the journey with 60 and now we have 54 participants still on board and we've seen some forming cooperatives whereby they looked at how they could maximize in as far as uh, the offering and their businesses is concerned. And what is exciting as well, Duncan, and to share with the listeners is to see how now this phase is focusing on tailor-made interventions for each individual business whereby inputs uh, you know, have been already been delivered to these individual businesses. So whenever we conduct site visits, we are you know, determined, we are guaranteed to see some positives. We are guaranteed to also learn in terms of what is actually happening on the ground. So for me, it's all the learning and the growth that we have seen in a period of a year that has happened on the ground. That's definitely amazing. And of course, you know, tailor-made solutions is important because Every business is not the same and every farm operation is not the same. What would you say, what are some of the key milestones or accomplishments that you're particularly proud of in 2023? It's been a variety of them. Even looking at what we have been witnessing out there, farmers like your spinach, Pinky, she's affectionately known for her production of spinach, cabbages, butternut. We have seen Pinky being invited to exhibit in some of the platforms where she got to join the Umfolozi municipality at the farmer's market, which is a platform that could also open potential doors 
for market access. We have seen uh, some of the farmers walking away with accolades. I mean, there's a farmer, uh, Nondogos Mleche, who walked away with the Sebenza Women's Awards as an emerging entrepreneur. It's quite exciting, the Pamela Goldstones of this program, seeing how cooperatives can also grow in terms of access to land and also, you know, market access went by local supermarkets are now buying the produce. It's been a great, exciting journey to see how these businesses are growing in the right trajectory. Now, of course, you know, with any agricultural project or initiative, there are all challenges. Have there been any unexpected challenges or obstacles that uh, the project has had to overcome this year? There has been. Some have historic whereby recovery processes have been put in place. We know KZN has been surrounded by flooding challenges, especially in you know the low-lying uh, areas. And we've seen how some of these businesses were affected negatively by this. And obviously, some of the factors are beyond the farmer's control, where we're talking about environmental issues, the drought and the heavy rains, and sometimes it's a lack of access to water, you know, where in some areas the irrigation system needs a bit of uh, attention. So there has been some ups and downs, there have been some challenges, but it's through those challenges where we find that spirit of resilience, that never say die attitude coming from the participants where they are always on solution mode and looking at how do we overcome this hurdle. We have had our fair amount of challenges, I must say. So, of course, you know, um, South Africa is currently faced with a big challenge, and that is, of course, the outbreak of the avian influenza, also known as bird flu. We've heard about the outbreak, you know, affecting the poultry industry. How has it impacted some of the poultry farmers within the project? You know, when this started, it sounded like something from afar. We had a, a closer look, usually, you know, in a regular contact with the individual farmers and our executing partners. In the beginning, it seemed as if it affected those bigger farmers in the value chain. And the ripple effect of that also, you know, came to our businesses, whereby some of our partners like Umkibe, who is also a very big poultry farmer, had to also hold, if I may put it like that. And we have also made a collective decision together with the farmers to say, let us cancel the orders for chicken this particular point in time until further notice. So it was a matter of, you know, pushing on the existing stock, whether it's for your egg layers or even the broilers. And also now saying, let's hand in and see how things progress over time. But uh, while we are putting that on ice, we also used this opportunity to say, how about we help build better chicken coops and some of the coops needed to be moved. And also how do we mitigate and make sure that we safeguard in terms of strength, you know, the defense mechanism in as far as protecting the chickens from uh, viruses, as we know that they are very, very fragile to work with. It's definitely challenging and, you know, all the best with your work there with poultry farmers and in the project. Now, hearing the conversations that we've been having, I'm also looking at some of the other interviews that we've had around the Women in Farming project, it's clear that you guys have had a good 2023, achieving key milestones. Looking ahead, Gosanati, to 2024, what are the project's goals and ambitions for the coming year? 2024 is around the corner, I must say. I remember when the calendar year 2023 started, we said, okay, fine, we have about 12, 11 months to go. Let's see how we can turn the corner. Let's see how we can see what we can accomplish. Now, looking at 2024, I think uh, top priority still remain market access. We believe that the program can still improve in as far as the market access is concerned. And how do we make sure that we get to where we would like to be 
is to also help these programs or these businesses to be noticed. We have managed to get some airplay. I mean, your platform is one of the platforms that we rely heavily on in terms of giving exposure to these businesses, giving the farmers a voice so that they could be heard and also exposing them to their potential clients. So market access still remains a top, top priority, but also looking at how do we diversify? How do we help these businesses to diversify in terms of their offering? Because we have seen in the second part of the 2023 calendar year, the majority of these farmers have been looking at opportunities where they could facilitate agri-related workshops, seminars, conferences, where they even impact their skills and teach those who are following in their footsteps such as up-and-coming farmers, aspiring farmers, and it goes as far as within their local communities working with schools, the Department of Education. So we see an opportunity to help businesses diversify in that space where they could look at another income stream over and above the primary one, which is selling the fresh produce, the livestock, but now looking at how do they also become accredited facilitators who can go out there and teach about agriculture and the business of agri. Yes, and I must say, it really is exciting to hear how these women farmers are being developed and how they are, you know, sort of brought closer to that next stage of commercialization. It's definitely inspiring to hear the work that you guys are doing. Is there anything else you'd like to share or any final thoughts that you have on the project, the challenges faced or the inspiring work being done by the women involved? I'd like to congratulate all the participants for coming this far. The challenges faced, they can only make them stronger. And also to put a word out there to the listeners, the general public, other businesses to say, let us work together. Let us support these women-owned businesses because uh, through supporting them, we are definitely uplifting our communities. We would like to encourage businesses, families, private individuals to buy fresh produce from these women-owned enterprises. And we definitely guarantee that they will definitely enjoy the produce that has been grown through these hands and through these businesses. So it's all about supporting and making sure that we empower our women in South Africa. The Abidim Zanzi, Agri-Enterprises and Momentum Metropolitan with the Women in Farming Development Program. Thanks in Kusunati Mashangu, the Youth Employment Portfolio Head at Momentum Metropolitan. You can, of course, read more on this topic by visiting www.foodformzanzi.co.za. That's a wrap. Join me again next time. And remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. From me, Duncan Masiwa, our technical producer, Megan van der Vind, and the rest of team hashtag foodformzanzi. Thanks for listening. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.